Well, next we have Grayson Hall, nominated for the Knights of the Iguana. This is her first and only nomination. Going into this, she does not win anything, but she is recognized with the Globes. In Knight of the Iguana, Grayson Hall plays Judith Fellows, the chaperone of a group of Baptist ladies from Texas who are touring the Mexican coastline. So how do you feel about Grayson Hall in Night of the Iguana? First of all, what a forgotten Tennessee Williams film. What a forgotten actress. And what a forgotten nomination. Um, I feel like the only people who really know about Grayson Hall, or great Jesus, Grayson Hall, are people who watch Dark Shadows, um, because that was her big claim to fame. And then us Oscar nerds. That's it. Um which is a little sad because she's doing really good work in the Night of the Iguana. Um, is it my favorite Tennessee Williams production? No. Is it my favorite John Huston movie? No. Is it a back-to-back double feature with Deborah Carr? Yes. Um, it's a it's an interesting little film, and I think Ava Gardner is my favorite thing about it, and that's on the film level. Um, but. Grayson is actually also really good here. Um, She is weirdly unhinged while being, quote-unquote, the most sane and really is such a control freak. Like, I'm pretty sure she's the type of personality who, like, laminates itineraries and is like, we have to do things at this time and this time and this time. Um, She doesn't like thinking outside the box and i think she does this really well um you know i don't hate this at all and i think this is a really worthy nomination um yeah i dig it i dig this one a lot i really like this movie as well um i knew you would love ava gardner when i was re-watching the movie i was like ava gardner has joey written all over her and it's a great <laughs> performance um Grayson Hall is also quite good here. This is a character who could become very annoying very quickly in a bad way. Uh, Mrs. Fellows is annoying, but Grayson Hall plays it very well uh, to where when she is being awful, I can't help but smirk a little bit. Like when she's just storming throughout the estate, just shouting, Shannon, looking for... Richard Burton, just shouting Shannon into the wind until she eventually finds him. It's such an awful sound, but she plays into it intentionally. And uh, she finds the humor in all of that. Um, I got this really weird comparison in my head while watching it. She reminds me so much of the Joan Cusack character in School of Rock. Have you seen School of Rock? Yes. Isn't th- There's a lot of similarities between these two women, I feel. Now I want to uh, see her dancing to Edge of Seventeen. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Right? I would like to see that, too. <laughs> but uh, I think she's great here. I love that she was the one that got nominated. I mean, when you're in a movie with Ava Gardner and Deborah Carr, and I'll just throw in Sue Lyon as well, and you're the one that gets nominated, I feel like that says something. Like, there must have been some sort of push behind her. Um, I don't know if Ava... Eva Gardner and Deborah Carr might have been going lead, now that I think about it, considering where they were in their careers, you know. Um, So I guess maybe she didn't have that much competition from her own cast. But uh, 
Gardner, I think she's quite Gardner good. Globes in lead, as was BAFTA. Okay. Yeah, yeah, just considering, you know, their old Hollywood status and how stars didn't go supporting if they could help it, um, I could see Gardner and Carr being in that lineup. Uh, but, um, yeah, I think Grayson Hall is quite good here. Uh, she, she's that character you love to hate, you know? And I think she knows that's who she's playing, and she plays into it pretty well. Yeah. I, I, I'm so thrilled and honored that you saw my, you saw me and Ava Gardner in this movie. Yeah, uh, if, if Mexico weren't so hot, I could see you living the Ava Gardner life in this movie. I feel like Mexico's too sweaty for you to actually live there and live her life. Right, right. <sighs> but her I, Beach Boys, though. Her what? Her Beach Boys. Oh, that is my dream. One of my dreams. Her young men who just stand around shaking maracas as she walks by. <laughs> I kind of love it. <laughs> Did you watch this one on your own? Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. Now I want to rewatch this just for her. I love... Uh, when Shannon basically tells her to fuck off with her beach boys. And then she literally goes into the water with them and they're like making out and dancing in the water. <laughs> She's just living the dream. Oh, 100%. 100%. I'm all about it. Thank you. I'm so honored. <laughs> yeah. Grayson Hall could never live that life. You're Gladys and I am Ava Gardner. <laughs> yes. Oh, great. I love it. Uh, our Fifth and final uh, supporting actress nominee is Agnes Moorhead, nominated for Hush, pause, Hush, Sweet Charlotte. This is her fourth of four nominations. Uh, going into this, she's our Golden Globe winner. Uh, she's not really nominated for much else in Hush, pause, Hush, Sweet Charlotte. Agnes Moorhead plays Velma, the saucy housekeeper and companion of Betty Davis's Charlotte. So how do you feel about Agnes Moorhead here? Okay, so this movie, as you say, Hush, pause, Hush, Sweet Charlotte, is the prime, and I know we've said this before on certain things, but this movie is what I would honestly consider the prime definition of camp. If someone were to say, hey, Academy Queens, I'm getting ready for a party that's themed camp. What's going to put me in that mood? You know what I'm going to tell them? Watch Hush, pause, Hush, Sweet Charlotte, because this movie is so over the top. It is a, this is a comedy. I'm sorry, but this is funny as fuck. It is so for the back of the room that it's so bad that it's good type thing. And you could tell Betty Davis wanted another Oscar nomination after, uh, a baby Jane and it is just a fucking wild trip um, from Bruce Dern to Victor Bruno to everybody in this movie to Olivia de Havilland. I mean, it is insane. Now Agnes is the icing on the camp. That is hush, hush, sweet Charlotte. Um, holy shit. She is having a blast here. You could tell she is, uh, she, you could put this character in wrong turn and she'd fit. 
you could put this character in the Adams family and she would fit. I'm pretty sure you could put this character somehow in Goodwill Hunting and she'd fit. Like, I just feel like this is a character and performance that will fit in just about anything. Um, she is one of the, if not the most enjoyable thing about this movie. Um, and I hate that I love it, but I love that I hate it. And it is fantastic. Uh, what about you? I really enjoyed this movie quite a bit. Um, it's a little long, but I was along for the ride, to be honest. Uh, here we're seeing sort of the, the dawn of the hagsploitation movie. Yes. Or as it's kind of being rebranded, the psycho bitty uh, subgenre, which is really fun. Uh, this era of movies that sort of combined um, gothic horror with old Hollywood melodrama and dipped it all in this cauldron of black comedy and just gave birth to gay candy because this movie is camp through and through. I usually avoid the word camp when discussing movies because it's one of those weird terms that everyone has all these different definitions for and people are very perstickety about what is and is not camp. But I feel like this is one of those films that's undeniably so. It's such a fun little film and Agnes Moorhead is everything. She is so salty and so sassy, and she really just leans all the way in. The way she speaks is fabulous. Um, if it were more recognizable by everyday people, I would say iconic, but it ought to be recognized by everyday people. Uh, people should just watch this movie. If you've seen Baby Jane and you love Baby Jane, you really ought to watch its sister film here. Uh, because it's great. Uh, same crew for the most part. Almost everyone that was involved with Baby Jane carried over to this. Even Joan Crawford for like a week. Until she was replaced by Olivia de Havilland. Uh, it's a really fun film. And Agnes Moorhead is just having a goddamn blast. And living her life. Um, going to bat for Betty Davis. Her homegirl. And uh, confronting Olivia de Havilland. Who's you know up to some scheming nonsense. And uh, I guess I'm just going to spoil it here for people. But uh, I guess skip ahead if you don't want it to be spoiled. Uh, her death scene, uh, Agnes Moorhead's, is both funny and tragic to me at the same time. The way she is, like, bludgeoned over the head and goes spinning down the spiral staircase to her death. It's, um, it's just, it feels so at home in a picture like this. And... Uh, I love the determination of this character and uh, how strong in her convictions she is. Uh, she, it's a very unusual, very unique um, type of nomination. I don't know how often you would get a nomination like this uh, today or even back then. But um, yeah, I think it's a very, it's a beautiful snapshot of a moment in time. Very much so. Very much so. It's just so deliciously over the top. Yeah. Uh, it's like Agnes Moorhead knew she was going to be sharing her scenes with Betty Davis, who is like one of the most over the top people possible. And she was determined to never be upstaged. 
And so she did some preemptive upstaging of Betty Davis to keep the spotlight on herself. Yep. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Moorhead in this one. Ooh, so interested to see where we're going to go in this lineup. I could tell you who I'm guessing we're not going to go with, but um, it'd be very interesting to see where this goes. You have been listening to a clip from one of our Academy Queens bonus episodes. If you would like to hear all of this episode and the rest of our sensational bonus content, please prance on over to patreon.com slash academyqueens and join our queendom.